Episode 17 of Season 3 of the Three Amigos FBL Podcast. I'm your host Don and I'm joined as always by my amigo Mars and my amiga Kylie. As is our tradition, we begin our podcast with a brief review of the previous game week with the best score in poem or song format. So that this week is me. Uh, thanks to a Zaha um, goal there in the Monday Night Football, I finish on 81 points after the bonus. So uh, here it goes on my poem of the game week. FBL for me has been pretty bleak, with captain fails week by week. Going on FBL Twitter, it felt like I was home alone, as again and again I picked the wrong player to clone. However, this week Sadio came up with a dozen, and like Joe Pesci, my head was buzzing. Following the theme of the best Christmas movie of cheer, thanks to Kevin. I made my red arrows disappear. We'll only allow you this because you just, you know, like you're just back again, and it's way too long, yeah? So that's a warning. But also, right. you are so not allowed to comment on anyone, Mars, because yours has never once fit into a tweet. Yeah, but props yeah. for oh, the Home Alone right. festive cheer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah Mersey, baby, you're second this week, so um, take it so, away. So, Friday night started really good. I met some of the bo- FBL boys in the London hood. I sold KDB, but I bought him back. Thank the Lord, otherwise I would need some crack. I had 67 points with Kelly and Zaha to go. Kylie was laughing, but now I'm saying, ha, ha, ha. <laughs> and Kylie... That was mean. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just... And I'd just like to point out to everyone that Zaha's goal happened sort of just as we were starting to record. So he, he actually deliberately changed his uh, his poem and to he, and That just up. shows how good he is, too, at doing his poems. Oh, yeah, pure wordsmith. Right, I'm bitter and twisted about it. But anyway, Yvonne, I'll be classy. 73 all out, a green arrow this week. Captain Vardy's assist saw the end of his streak. I held on to Kevin, two goals and assist. If I'd sold him as planned, I'd have really been pissed. Pope Trenton Lundstrom all brought the clean sheets. And Pulisic, the fraud, he'll be out on the streets. Gosh, you sound really pissed. Let's move on. Yeah. I don't think I sound that pissed. I'm I'm just annoyed about the Zaha thing. Mm. That's all. I'm, I'll be fine. I would have been in first, so I'm entitled to my moment of, you know. Uh, first of all, let's cover off quickly the standings in the Three Amigos Classic League. Uh, CP Warriors, Rui de Oliveira's team is up to top spot. Uh, Ayea Chan Ting's team is in second. LA Riots, Evan Guest's team is in third. Giorgetto, Georgie Bosnov's team is in fourth. And James, LGBTQ+, Oliver Busk's team is in fifth spot. So uh, well done to all of those. Um, and now, in a bit of a break in tradition, normally it's Mars that we hand the microphone over to give us his rant of the week. But um, this week it is our Kylie who needs to get something off her chest. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm uh, a little peeved Um not least about Zaha, but there's been some going-ons this week that, uh, to be honest, have struck a negative chord. Um, obviously, there has been a lot of extensive talk about the UK election on Twitter by a lot of people. That doesn't necessarily interest uh, many of the community who are based outside of the UK or, or even more so based out of outside of Europe. Um, 
But there's plenty of people who are directly impacted and it's of extreme interest and relevance to them. So, um, you know, there was a lot of talk going on and there was one particular uh, account that I came across who had extremely strong views about how people on Twitter should manage their accounts. And basically he said quite adamantly, there was no gray area here, that uh, if you have the FPL designation in your name, that you should only talk about FPL. Never mind that you're a human and a personal account, not a corporate account. That's, you know, it's, you're not Fantasy Premier League, the official account. Um, and there was absolutely no way that he could wrap his head around how his view might not be, you know, entirely just or that people shouldn't immediately conform to the way he thinks that a community that he joined one month ago should behave. Like the reality is it's our own platform. It's our own voice. We can say whatever we want. There is literally the functionality in Twitter to block, unfollow, mute words, mute accounts, do whatever you want to control the messages that you see. Everybody knows this. Everybody understands this. But this guy felt entitled to actually dictate how all of these people, and many of whom who have been in this community for years and years with those accounts, how they should behave. Um, and to be honest, like it was quite rude um, and it really tipped me over the edge because I just think we do have this great community on Twitter. We're very fortunate in that regard. And I think Mars is going to touch on uh, some of the, the really positive goings on in a minute. But um, the reality is that the way Twitter works is it's it's our choice. It's our platform. You know, we can determine who and what our community uh you know, consists of. And we also control what we do and don't see. So if you don't like something, choose not to see it. Don't choose to be that person that goes around telling everyone else how they should manage their own social media account. That's it. That is Kylie. all. And Kylie, I want you to say in your best Aussie accent, get out of that garden. Get out of that garden, mate. Uh, well done, Kylie. <laughs> I don't know if I like Steve Irwin attempt. <laughs> but let's change the mood a little bit. Let's change yeah. the mood a little bit. As 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 our regular customer. By the way, just just before you do, I, I do want to just say that I actually I do feel I feel quite good now. Um, I know how you and feel. And I have a full you. appreciation for uh, how Mars feels after his rants. Yeah. I, I completely, it's very cleansing. Yeah, absolutely right. It's it's fantastic. It's it's beautiful. But as our uh, regular listeners, rather than customers, sorry, listeners, uh, we are like now. <laughs> Patreon. Patreon. Guess guess who's back? Back again, Don is back to lead us again. Don is back, Don is back, Don is back. We're really happy to have you back, mate. Welcome back because we've missed you and the pod is not the same without you. Thank you. Definitely instant. I miss you guys too. I missed, uh, as much as I was in the background doing the recording, I I missed uh, having the chat. (laughs) Yeah, you still edited it. (laughs) I was still doing the work. work. (laughs) I was still doing the work. I just didn't have the waffle. But uh, no, no, it's great. It's great. Uh, thanks so, so yeah, I just wanted. So it, there was no. There's. So I'll, I'll let Kylie have the rant because basically I didn't have a choice, as you could, I, as you guys could hear. <laughs> but I just wanted That's to quickly, true. to quickly touch on 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 a really important point that I mentioned in my poem and Kylie just mentioned, which is the FBL meetup that organised by, uh, who got this is Fans Football Hub and uh, Holly from uh, FF Community, which was absolutely brilliant. We had people travel over from Oman, Ireland, Scotland, uh, different places. Uh, all over the world to come and meet. You know, you meet in a bunch of strangers that some of them you don't know. Uh, I, I had the, I was lucky that I knew some of them before. 
because it can be intimidating. You don't know these people, but you talk to them all the time, sometimes more than your regular friends, because you, you have more, more of a common interest about this game that we all play. And it was absolutely brilliant, fantastically organised. The, the pub was packed. And it was really just nice to, you know, you, you, go, you go up, you speak to people. Yeah, what's your name? What's your FPL name? Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, we chatted. And the moment of the night for me is when I was standing at the bar getting my uh, uh, Coke with ice and lime, right? No lemon, remember that. And uh, I had a guy come up to me and he's like, for every Morpho, there is a YOLO. And I just went, your Morpho is fire. And it was brilliant. <laughs> it was absolutely nice. It was, it, it was fantastic. A great guy. He pitched. Absolutely fantastic guy. Uh, we were talking for a long time. Also met met loads of people. I'm, I, I don't want to go through names because I'm gonna I'm gonna miss some. But really fantastic comments, like guys saying, you know how much they really appreciate the the pod, the the banter between the three of us. They love you know, and that's that's really our USB. That's what we do. We do it because we like it. We do it because we enjoy it. We do it for a laugh. There's so many pods out there. There's we all agreed that there's no competition. We come at it from different angles, and it was really nice to get the feedback. People asking, you know, about the rant, the raps, the singing, just everything, and 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 uh, the, you know, the friendly banter between the three of us. So we really appreciate you guys. It's why we do this uh, for you and for us because we enjoy it. And I just want to say, well done, and it was fantastically organised. And I'm looking forward to the next one. Uh, let's kick on with our listener questions, shall we? Um, there's a lot, of course, of listener questions to do with the Liverpool blank um, in the coming game week. But uh, we decided we'll kick off first with the different questions. A student was asking us to share any busy Christmas period tips and strategies. A student personally favours players who travel less over this period. Uh, Kylie, come to you first on that one, and then Marzi, you can give your couple of tips and strategies for a student. Yeah, okay. Well, um, that's an interesting uh, way to look at it. Actually, the, the travel piece, it's not something that I have ever really sort of given much consideration to myself. But I guess we all have different things that we look at. And given how close matches are together, that could maybe play a part into it. Um, I'd actually be interested to see historical data on that. Um, but I guess, you know, my tips would be really quite simple and, and maybe slightly obvious, but I think at really intense fixture congestion periods um, like Christmas, it kind of pays to go back to basics a little bit. Um, and the the first of those is really looking at um, your bench and, and making sure that you have a functioning bench. We have really strong bench options um, this season, particularly in defence, really cheap ones, or they certainly were cheap when most of us bought them. So I, um, you know, I, I think that there's not really much of an excuse not to have those playing options there to help you out during a period where there can be some rotation. Avoid obvious rotation targets. Uh, so those kind of people that are either injury prone or are likely to get a rest. So you can look at, um, you know, who got the assist talisman theory here. And, you know, usually those kind of talisman players tend to be the ones that play in and play out and um, they don't really have other options except for them. So they're really good for your spine. Stay on top of deadlines. Seems really obvious, but plenty of people people will be getting merry, you know, with the wine and and so on. So and these fixtures are really close together, so don't miss out on those. And the the other thing I think is um, try and think of the Christmas period um, as a whole in terms of how you're going to tackle it, rather than just game week by game week, because they will roll in really thick and fast. So if you're looking at transfers. I really do think that it's wise to try and think over the course of the, the next few game weeks that are going to get you into the new year, who you think is going to really help you ride out that period. Those that you think have high points potential uh, and, and good fixtures, obviously, 
but really also who you feel will play and even if they blank in one game week will deliver you some respectable returns during that period so yeah I think keep it relatively simple and don't overthink um sometimes that's when we get into a lot of trouble good stuff thanks Mill and Kate and how about yourself Marzi Anthony you can add to what Kylie I just would said. say yeah no I completely agree with uh, with everything uh, Kylie said there just just a couple of things avoid injury prone players because it's short period quick turnaround some of these players w- will miss some games and for me there's some players that we know I target the players that we know will start people like Kane Son maybe even Rashford uh, Vardy these guys don't miss games they will always play so I will always try and get these guys in that's one of the reasons that I have Kane uh, for this period and also the, the good fixtures so yeah take take all, take all of that into account and I would say don't go chasing points because you know you need those transfers in this period because anything can happen. You know, a couple of players are on four yellow cards. They get one more. If you have two or three of them, you're going you're gonna to have three suspended players. So you need to be really careful because that goes up until game week 20. Um, and just, you know, be careful with your moves. I'm not saying don't take hits, but just make sure that you're making the right moves rather than just chasing. Sideway moves right now is not the right thing to do. So, yeah, that's, that's all really. Good stuff, Mersey. And uh, stick with you on this one, Adam at 35who was asking about when is the best time to kill your darlings. What an expression. He's got Madison, but wants to get aggressive and get in. Ali, is it stupid to get rid of a player who's performing just fine? So what's your thinking on that one, Marcy? Yes, I, I do think it is. You know, like, look, I sold KDB a while back, I brought, I, and, and, and then I realized that I made a big mistake because he's literally City's best player, and I'm so glad I brought him back in. Look, sometimes it's always green on the other side, and you want to chase those points. A lot of people went sold uh, KDB and uh, Fosson uh, last week, or uh, sold somebody to get Rashford in, like uh, Jimenez uh, for Rashford. And actually, what happened is Jimenez got, uh, delivered, KDB delivered, Rashford and Son blanked. Don't sell a player that is scoring. Like that's what I think we were talking about it earlier when we said, "Oh, Zaha scored." I was happy, and I put uh, on Twitter, "I don't know if I want to be too happy because I was going to sell him." Now. He got me ten points. Maybe he's maybe he's he's going to be on a roll. So now I'm looking at my and other options to to bring Son in. I don't want to sell Zaha anymore. It's, so, so we are fickle. We 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 say we're fed up until somebody scores. But if they get you those points regularly, I wouldn't remember Callum Wilson at the beginning. He was getting five five five. People sold him. Then he started scoring. I think as long as the players scoring points and they have good fixtures, which unless they are playing well, I know they've got City and Liverpool. But you know what? Can Madison score against guys? Absolutely. City's defence is awful. Liverpool are playing away at Leicester, coming back from a long trip to Qatar. God knows what's going to happen. Uh, personally, I wouldn't sell. I wouldn't be chasing. So unless you have an injury or something like that, Madison is a good player to have, maybe just as good as Ali. That's my opinion. And actually, I, would, I was just going to say, um, he's actually done quite well against... Um, you know, decent teams or so-called sort of top six sides, um, certainly respectable opposition um, this year. So, you know, there's absolutely nothing to say that he couldn't return against absolutely um, against those teams. And also, I would just like to say Adam loved the use of the kill your darlings expression because it is um, it's an expression in editorial circles. Um, so I really did appreciate that as well since I've heard that. What a couple of geeks, yeah. Yeah, yeah, totally. <laughs> yeah. Um, Kylie, Ian, FPL Strategic, whose form changes first, flying spurs or stump, slumping blues, and how to manage it from an FPL perspective? 
Yeah, okay. I'm I, to be honest, I'm I'm backing uh Spurs here. Um I guess partly because I I do have a lot of confidence in Spurs. Um I obviously recognize that their pre-Mourinho era form for the last year or so was relatively middling um you know at the at the latter part of Pochettino's reign but this is a squad that that hasn't really changed that much and over the course of the previous years it is a squad that rewarded owners consistently um you know there was talk of oh, I've got to have three Spurs attackers and and everything so they have played together for quite a long time they have always had the ability to deliver really strong attacking returns in particular um and we're really starting to see that come to the fore again and they look excited to to play football again so yes obviously there was a, a new managerial bounce there but i also just think that this is a team that now have a lot more confidence that's not to say that they're going to go and win every game but i am excited to see how they perform and i think that they will continue to do really well um their fixtures over the, the next few aren't that bad. Chelsea, look, Chelsea are not amazing defensively, so I think that's fine. Then they've got Brighton, Norwich, Southampton, and then, of course, the Liverpool match is the the particularly challenging one there, and that'll be interesting to see. Um, Chelsea, on the other hand, yeah, I mean, they, they've been somewhat underwhelming of late. I mean, I'm not even going to talk about Abraham because I keep getting into arguments with people over over Abraham, but... I, I just don't think that um, they are essential at the moment. I, for one, had Pulisic the last five game weeks. Indeed, I brought him in uh, as soon as he stopped scoring. Um, Abraham has delivered some returns in that period, but is nowhere near as essential as many have believed. Indeed, suddenly this week, we're seeing lots of people talking about selling him. When a week ago, there were lots of people saying you're an idiot if you don't have him in your team. So I just think Chelsea is a young squad. Uh, they have exciting players. They're capable of a lot. We've seen them perform really well this season. But they are also a young squad. They have a relatively inexperienced manager, and they're coming into a period where there is a lot of fixture congestion, a lot of intensity. That's something that's probably quite new to a lot of them. And so maybe they get through this and they absolutely smash it out. That is entirely possible. But I would say I have less confidence in that just by virtue of the fact that they don't have as much experience as this Spurs squad does. So I would be putting my money on Spurs, but I don't think, I mean, Chelsea still do have good fixtures in this run. I just wouldn't be putting a lot of my eggs in that basket. It's an interesting one because I don't think Spurs are, pl- are playing well. Actually, they, they didn't play well against Wolves, but they still won. That's just the, that's just the Mourinho thing. But, Kylie, yeah. uh, but the Wolves are difficult. I never thought that they were going to uh, run amok against Wolves. No, I mean, Wolves no. are a difficult, difficult side to play against. They don't concede a lot. It's a huge game. People were complaining a lot about this game week 18, and I don't understand why. People, it's one game. We have one game that is missing, and then people are going, "Oh, game week 18, blank game week. It's going to be low scoring. Yeah. It's going to be boring because let's not playing City. Sorry, City can't afford to lose." Leicester, don't want, Leicester are an attacking team against a defence that has been struggling. Please don't let yeah. the Arsenal game cover your, uh, you know, uh, make you forget about our, uh, City's defence. And then you've got other games as well. Chelsea, Spurs. I mean, forget the fact that Mourinho's back at Chelsea and forget the fact that they hate each other. Also, there's fourth place. You know, if Spurs win, they go fourth. They were 11 points behind uh, not so long ago. 
and now they're back in, in, in the race. So it's a huge game. I can see a high-scoring game. I'm actually going to captain Kane. But I've got a question for you. It actually came from uh, Jimmy McEncheese. Uh, I'll make Jimmy. Uh, Claret FBL. If he wants to bring in Rashford, would you sell Abraham or Jimenez? And based on what you said, <laughs> it sounds like it's Abraham. Oh, I was in, I told you, I was in the wars this week on Twitter because I dared to suggest that there were alternatives to Abraham. Um, yeah, I, I would be getting rid of Abraham because I think that he is not as reliable as Jimenez has been. And while yeah. on paper Jimenez seemingly had trickier fixtures, he yet again delivered. So I think there is, well, he, he he's not hauling, but He's been super consistent, so I would be keeping Jimenez. He's got a fantastic fixture for Game Week 18, and I yes, I would be getting Rashford in for Tammy. You can always cycle back to Tammy at another time. It's yeah. not the end of the world. Um, guys, yeah. come here. I want to actually just there was another question coming up on Spurs, and I figure we may as well tie it in here with our Spurs discussion. But Mark Donny was asking about how many Spurs assets you are having for the next four or five game weeks. So, um, Kylie, you mentioned those fixtures, you mentioned their form. Mars, you mentioned that maybe they're not playing quite as good, but they are winning Mourinho style. Um, but um, how many Spurs assets are you looking to have in these coming game weeks? Uh, so, so for me, it's uh, it's two, um, I two attacking assets. Um, I don't care whether they win or lose, uh, or or how well they play. They're you know, Ali and Son have been superb. I didn't think that either of them would do particularly well in uh, the game against Wolves. I, I was quite tempted to – I did contemplate the, the KDB to Son move for that week because I just this excitement about getting Son back into my team. Um, but, you know, I did stop and go, hold on, this is Kevin against Arsenal who are terrible. Wolves don't generally concede many goals, so it doesn't really make sense. I think it'll be reasonably tight. That did happen, and obviously they blanked. But in the other games, uh, you know, they, they've been exciting players and um, and they've rewarded owners. So they would be the two for me. I think it's still a super differential move to to have a double up there, um, and, and that's what I would be doing. I know that a lot of people have defensive options, and if they, yeah. you know, if, if they look good, then, I mean, you know, maybe I'll consider that. But two for now. Mourinho's defences used to be good, but um, yeah, I'm personally I have Son and, and Ali at the moment, so um, I'm happy with that because I don't have Kane. And uh, I'm do, going yeah. Kane and Son. Yeah, mm. I'm going to Kane and Son. I'm actually yeah, I said I'm captaining Kane because I just think the Chelsea game is going to be a high-scoring game. Chelsea's defence yeah. is quite weak, and I I, I agree. I, I think two of those three is is more than um, viable to mm. have two of yeah. the three. Yeah. Um, let's see what have we got next. We have FBL Dave come to you, Marzi, on this one. How much trust would you put in untested and failing managers like Lampard, OGS, and Youngberg? Stick with proven entities such as Jose, Brennan Rogers, Big Jurg, and Pep. So, um, Dave, get down a nice dig there at the Man United, <laughs> Chelsea, and Arsenal fans, uh, as is his style. We love you, Dave. Uh, but uh, what do you think, yeah. Marzi? Yeah, yeah. Do you think there's, yeah, any, you there's know, any merit I, I... in that? Yeah, I see I see where he's coming from. Look, Kylie touched on it and something that I've been thinking about as well. The Chelsea team is very young and a young manager. They are going to run out of steam at some stage and you can see it there in some of the games. If you get at them, you know, like at Everton, they, they do struggle. And, you know, you can't expect that much from them. So, I, I look, I, yes, I, I actually don't trust uh, a lot. It's, it's, it's the players plus the manager. So, Ole, look, 
yes, Rashford, I think is a good option, but I'm so glad that I didn't move for him because I wanted to see how they do against teams that are going to defend rather than attack them because they do well on the counter. Now I could, he might go and smash it against Watford, maybe, maybe not. Watford are also trying to be a bit more organised, like they showed at Anfield. But you have then, you you know, the the, the trusted managers uh, in in the the four that he mentioned and. And actually, if you if you think about their players in FPL, they're the ones that are returning the highest points, and also the ones that are explosive, and the ones that get you more points. So maybe he does have a merit. Um, yeah, I, I can see where he's coming from. Let's put it that way. To be fair, Rashford um, has also played easier fixtures and delivered in those. He's been really consistent over the last um, last period. Obviously. United have been much better against the top opposition. They've been pretty crap against middling opposition, but Rashford has still sort of found a way to score in some of those. Um, so I think he's, you know, still a decent option. But um, Coming to you again, Marzi, on this one, um, Jeff Petter, at what point do you throw your hands up and warm your hit machine um, up? So he's 1.4 mil after game week eight, and now he's 1.2 Patience hasn't worked, so um, we'll rashiness. So, um, <laughs> or rashness. Put your hands up in the air and wave we'll them like you like don't, just care. don't care. <laughs> exactly. Just go for it, man. I mean, yeah, 1.2 million, 1.4 million, 1.8. I've seen a lot where people saying, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm being calculated, blah, 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 and I'm moving slowly. Look, if you're getting frustrated, just go and have fun. Get players that excite you. Get players that you can watch if you, if that works for you. Sometimes it does for me. I actually went for players because they were playing on TV the night, uh, on every day of, of mm-hmm. the week once. Because I want to watch my players. I want to yeah. enjoy it. So just enjoy it and forget about or oh, Stop looking at it for a while and just pick the players that you like mm-hmm. and enjoy the game. 1.4, 1.82, all the same crap. To be honest... If you start enjoying, you start getting the points and you move up. Um, Kylie, the last of our listener questions before we actually get to our Liverpool segment. This came in from a young man living in London called Mar05. Um, he's wondering, is Greenwood now okay. a fair yeah. bench option? So we were talking about Man United a minute ago, but as a bench option, what are you thinking on Greenwood, who was a preseason darling, of course? Are you trolling? Are you trolling people there, Mars? Um uh, you know no, what? Look, I'm, not, I'm not. Genuine question. Yeah. So he should be, right? I think United should be playing him more, or Ole should be playing him more. Look, he's he's come um, and scored off the bench twice in, since game week 13. Um, the problem for me is that coming into this period, he just doesn't get the minutes. He should, but he just doesn't. I, and I really would want more certainty, even from a bench player. So if you look at the last, what, like five or six, so he played 25 minutes, then zero minutes, then 79 minutes, then eight minutes, 17, and one minute is the last six going backwards. Um, Obviously, he scored two goals in that time, but it's just, you know, it's not like it's even, oh, he'll play 60 minutes, then he won't, and then he will, and then he won't, which is the pattern with some. It's very limited minutes, and even though he's capable of returning, I still just think that during a period where I absolutely could be in a position where um, players don't play because they're tired or whatever over Christmas, it's, Christmas rotation is never as bad as we always think it will be, but even still, no, I wouldn't be not. bringing him in during that period. Yeah. I think if you have him in, then I probably wouldn't move him either. I'd be focused on other things, but I yeah. wouldn't make a move to bring him in. So Hopefully, let me... over the course of the season, he does get more minutes, though. Yeah. So, 
my thinking was, and the reason I wanted to ask the question to understand, you know, like there's so much value in midfield. There's so many good players. If you want yeah. to go four four two or three five two, he's four point three. And I think you know, you went backwards. So if you go actually from the sixth game to the first, the minutes are increasing and he's scoring goals, vital goals as well, especially like in the Europa. So he's he's fun in the Europa he got the goal that got them through or got them top or whatever. So his confidence is building up. I can see Ole started trusting him more and more. And maybe in this period coming up over the Christmas, he will play him a bit more to, you know, uh, minutes to rest other players, if Martial gets injured, whatever. I'm not saying he, he, he's a starter. I just think it, he could be a good enabler at 4.3 to allow you to have five strong midfielders, for example. That's true. Yeah, that's true. The 4.3 could even make a big difference in like, comparison to like the likes of Connolly or someone as your third striker as well, because that 0.2 could make a bit of a difference for you. Absolutely. Uh, mm. You've got people looking at double up with Mane and Salah after game week 18, 19, whatever. You know, and you'll, I was all looking... those 0.2s will make it all the difference. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Kane is my cash cow, and I'm thinking, where can I go to bring in to do that? And what a drop from 11 to 4. That, that gives me like 7 million. That cash cow is one heck of an overpriced side of beef there, Mersey. But uh, we'll I'll see you on the other side of Christmas. I'll see you on the other side of Christmas when he gets me when he gets me back to back braces and hat trick. Yes, yes. And then we'll yes. talk about it then. We'll talk about it then. <laughs> uh, let's kick on with our Liverpool segment. As I mentioned, an awful lot of our questions obviously were about Liverpool with the blank. They're off now to uh, to win basically the World Cup for uh, for club side so um good best of luck to our boys in qatar but um this segment we got a bunch of them in so i'm going to read them off first of all we have fbl oakwell um salah tassan makes sense for a few weeks fixtures and blank aside salah is in such good form now so he's kind of second guessing himself whether or not it's the right move to do jamie dodd was saying we can all agree kdb is a season keeper but um is there a merit in being serious is there a merit to selling Mane for game week 18 to take a punt on someone for a few game weeks uh, the Liverpool blank, of course, and upcoming fixtures was on his mind there. Shashank Patal was talking about that defence question again, and um, re-premium assets not being worth the cash. Uh, perhaps we might actually discuss that one in um, in in with regard to Liverpool's dynamic duo, because with the blank week, it might be kind of the ideal opportunity, maybe if you were thinking of doing it, to move away from Trent or Robbo. And uh, Jonathan Strack was also asking a similar question to with Trent Alexander Arnold. Um, so guys, um, I think we nearly can break down the Liverpool question into defensive assets versus attacking assets. Salah, Mane, and Robbo and Trent. I'll come to you first, Kylie, on it. Um, um, they did mention their, their premium defensive assets. There has been a lot of value in defence this year, and people have had Trent or maybe Robertson in for the long haul. But do you think, is this blank maybe the opportunity to move away from one of them if you want to for a few game weeks without it hurting you as much as what it potentially could? Yeah, I do, actually. Um, I think that I would choose to look at this as an opportunity window rather than perhaps a risk. I mean, look, there's always a risk with highly owned players and we all know what these guys are capable of. But the reality is if that we if we look at the next five, okay, so we've got a blank for one. So that's one week in which he's not going to get you points anyway. Then we've got Leicester, right? This is not an easy fixture. Then we've got Wolves, Sheffield United and Tottenham. Now, 
we all know how strong Liverpool are. And if we're talking about attack, that's something different. But on defence, you know, how many clean sheets do you think they're going to keep during that period? Yes, they have kept back-to-back clean sheets. Unfortunately, for those poor uh, people who doubled up on Trent and Robbo, instead of four clean sheets over the last two, you've you've only had the two. Um, you know, so yes, there's some defensive form there, right? But they probably should have conceded during at least the last one. Um, and you know, there was a raft of excellent fixtures in which they should have kept clean sheets and they didn't. Um, they are capable of attacking returns, sure. But I think if you look at your team, and uh, firstly, I guess if you are someone who maybe has some uh, challenges in your team in terms of your ability to field a full team next week, then maybe that might be one factor. But also it's really that cash cow piece because um, if you have Trent or Robbo, whoever, and you're looking at some of these really budget-friendly options in defence, that's a huge amount of money that you can spend somewhere else in your team to really strengthen up uh, your attack. And if I'm looking at, for instance, uh, Trent, and, you know, if I moved him to a cheaper defender, um, Kelly is a popular one, for instance. I know they didn't keep a clean sheet tonight, but they, they still do have good fixtures. Um, and then I looked at, a, you know, someone that's maybe a weaker option in midfield and the ability to bump him up to a Son or someone else very attacking, you know, of Trent and of Son. I know you can't do a direct correlation there, but do I think that Son over the course of those five game weeks outscores Trent? Yeah, I do quite substantially, actually. So I think that it is a really good opportunity if you're so inclined to take the risk. I'm sure Trent will get points, but I think that you can get more points during that period. I would, however, absolutely have a plan to get whichever one you're choosing to sell back in in due course because I believe you will want those players back in um, and there's enough money probably floating around your team that you can do it in a few weeks' time. So, yeah, I would consider that. Um, on, I mean, I guess we probably – should we go to Marzi on defence or do you want me to talk about um, attack? Well, no, I'll, I'll just actually um, pitch it to Marzi on the attacking players yeah. and you can um, – I guess we'll have the general conversation on it. But, um, Marzi, the the reason I kind of separated the attack versus defence is, in particular with Mane, is that, like, for instance, me – I have a lot of value kind of built up in Manny. Now we don't kind of we don't um, abide by the kind of opinion that you need to look too much at value or losing value. But as we mentioned, like we do all want to have Manny back for the good uh, fixture run after they blank. Um, and like people with value tied in, it is a consideration to maybe not be so fast to move off and move on a player. Salah is a bit of a different story. But um, what's your thinking on these attacking Liverpool players? Would you be keeping them through the blank? Um, and maybe what scenarios would you not keep them in? So I'm keeping money. I've got, so I've got money and Trent. I already saw Drobo last week when I knew he wasn't starting. I sold him for Kelly in preparation for this. My plan is to sell Trent because I agree with what Kylie said as well as what I said before. Four yellows, he could pick up another one easily. Suspension. I looked at the fixture list and I think I can live with that until February, to be honest. And that my plan is to go back um, <clears throat> to at least one of them. 
But with Mane, it's just different. I think I need and I need one attacker at least from Liverpool. I have Mane, like you. I have also have value. So I'm not planning on selling because, okay. So I take him out, and who? When do I bring him in? I'm not going to take KDB out. I'm not going to take Son out. I need to plan. So it's it's unless so for me, like I said, Kane is my is my is that guy that is waiting to leave to to bring players in. But I have other plans, and I don't want. Uh, you need a Liverpool attacker, at least one. For, for any, we said all along, with fixtures, uh, with City and Liverpool, forget fixtures because these guys will turn up and and don't go switching between Salah and Mane. Now, if you sell Mane with the plan to move on in a game or two and bring Salah, that's fine because, like I said, you you need at least one of them. But selling him now for Son or KDB without a plan to bring them back could be could be it could be dangerous. That that's that's my opinion. Yeah, no, I agree completely. Yeah, I totally agree. You're with that, K2, yeah? Um, yeah, no... Uh, uh, yeah, I wouldn't be selling Manny. Yeah, if it was Salah, I might. But then the one issue when I'm looking at, even if I did want to sell Manny and I was happy to swallow it, is I don't actually know who I'm going to bring in for him. I mean, um, the the Sterling, Sterling move, who's a potential one, um, to move across to him. But that game against Leicester, I'm not particularly thinking that that's going to be worth it. Um, because I will definitely want to have Manny right back in again for the next game week. Next up, we have our random question from Jeff at FBL Thunder. Uh, following the example of Billy Mack in Love Actually, which Christmas song would you convert into a Christmas classic? Um, I'm presuming Jeff means a movie in that instance. My my choice is uh, Mariah Carey's All I Want for Christmas Is You. It's um, I just... I have I'm really tone deaf um but I do belt that song out when it comes on and uh sorry on, it would probably on, make a, go. a really a go, Kylie. really it no, sound good with your with your cold you know Oh it's my husky <laughs> voice <laughs> it might give the illusion of, of actual musical talent where there is none um no I save the musical um prowess for you Mars, I, I don't want to steal your thunder in that regard. Um, but yeah, I think it would make a really terrible, cheesy, like romance sort of movie. But I still, it's my favorite Christmas song. So that's the one I would pick. And how about yourself, Mersey? To be honest, any song from Michael Bubbles should become a movie in Christmas. <laughs> he's, he's just, he's adorable. And it, it's, a, it's cheesy. Spooky. Yeah, exactly. And, I, can't, you know. I can't stand Michael Bublé. I can Michael imagine bubbles, Mars yeah. pruning to, to Michael Bublé. <laughs> what about um, you, Don? Well, Range of the Machine or something. No, 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 no. As as an Irishman, I think it'll have to be a fairy tale. Fairy tale New York. Um, I knew you were going to go that one. Fairy tale New York uh, version. It would be like a lock, stock, and two smoking barrels kind of style <laughs> thing, where they all end Great. up in in the slammer on Christmas Eve, and they're and have a sing song to close out the movie. So that's where I'm. I, I thought you were going to say, as an Irishman, it has to be like you know, uh, um, flying without wings, or you make you wake me up, or whatever. You raise me up and. Whatever that group is, I can't remember the one that Louis Walsh made. Yeah, the fairy tale of New York is Irish. <laughs> it's a, it's the most, it's the ultimate. Yeah, but Irish Westlife, Christmas. Westlife is what. Yeah, but I they don't. Mean. I don't really think of them Christmas songs or music. I had never heard of fairy tale of New York until I arrived in this country. Get the hell um, out of here! I know. I I was nearly deported for saying that first mm. time. Um, 
Uh, come here, let's, uh, bef- before we lose any more listeners, Kylie, which you admit some fucking <laughs> lack of knowledge. Okay. Uh, <laughs> There's always going to be one on each there, one. Yeah, there will be. Look, I can't know everything, though. It's, it's, really. like our, it's like the team of our podcast. What clanger. What clanger. <laughs> Uh, let's move on with our game week plans and our captain picks for game week 18. So um, I'll come to you first on this, Kylie. Uh, give us how they look for game week 18 and, of course, tell us your lies about what you're planning to do for the coming weekend. <laughs> well, I have two free transfers um, this week. So my options are to either replace Tomori, who I just kind of left on the bench, Um but I probably won't. I am likely to I'm, – I'm strongly considering the sell for um, Trent for all the reasons discussed. And if I do that, then I will be doing an upgrade elsewhere, uh, probably on the dreaded Pulisic, who I now hate with the fire of a thousand suns. So it might be him who goes. Um, that was really aggressive, um, yeah. maybe slightly. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, but also I mean it truthfully um so captaincy uh i have two options with very good fixtures i mean look there's lots of them that look really good i I think that um mars is right and that the spurs chelsea match could prove to be an excellent one and very lucrative but i've also got jimenez against norwich and i have rashford against watford um so I'm I'm not actually settled on captaincy at the moment, um, but it could be one of those two. Yeah, I um, will be moving off Fadi, though. Is is uh, the key thing? Marzi, every time Kylie is talking about um her game week plans, I get this song in my head. It's like, which way is she going to go? Which way is she going to go? It's like she's literally just trying to sell dummies to people listening. But... <laughs> I don't listen. I don't even listen. <laughs> she's just a liar like she's just going well to... actually can somebody can one of our listeners um you know if anyone has time um do some kind of a recap on um you know moves versus what i've said because i've actually been very honest this but season you want them to do a You're kind of a version. you want them to do a thing like uh, like to do with donald trump to see what lies he's done that week how many lies? The New York yeah. Times is doing something for him, so maybe the Irish, the Irish Times, the Irish Examiner, maybe could do one for you, Kylie. Um, yeah, Mar- they could exactly. <laughs> Marzi, give us your uh, your plans and your captain picks. Kind of touched on it, to be honest. Um, so I think look, I'm not doing anything until Friday anyway, or whenever the game week is. I, I don't. Yeah, I think there's Carling Cup games and uh, Liverpool are away, etc. So at the moment, probably looking at. Trent to target or, or some Villa defender. Plus, originally it was going to be Zaha, but now he scored 10 points, so I might keep him and maybe sell Todd Cantwell instead because I can sell either and bring Son in. So I think Son will be an upgrade on either. It's just, do I want Todd or Zaha? And moving forward, I think Zaha has the better fixtures. But I do have plans in the future to sell Zaha anyway, to be honest, uh, later on, uh, if I want to upgrade Jimmy to Rashford, for example. So that's that's my kind of like four moves that I want to make to get to basically get Son Rashford mm-hmm. essentially um, so I think it would be uh, TA plus one of these guys most likely Todd right now um, and then uh, Captain has uh, been on Kane since the beginning and I'm not changing it I think I'm going to stick with that unless there's some weird injuries I just 
yeah, I'm going with him. I think uh, I think he has a good record. I'm going to look for FBL versus and see what Matty says about his record against Chelsea. But I'm pretty sure, from memory, he has a good record against Chelsea. It's going to be a, a, a fiery derby. They don't like each other. And they, they can get fourth place. So I'm going for it. He's a differential as well. So it's a week where you can with Vardy playing at uh, City. Um, I think you can go, so I'm going to go for well, it. I like these game weeks where there's a little bit of um, a more impetus to, to go differentials when the big teams are coming up against each other. Mm. Um, but uh, yeah, no, I've been on Jimenez from he's been my, in my bus team basically the the captaincy from uh, from Saturday there. So um, yeah, Jimenez most likely will be the captain. Um, I've got a little bit of a problem in terms of. I don't have, I've only got the one transfer and I have, Mings' injury has really kind of screwed me up a little bit um, because he's injured. Connolly also, who I kind of had hoped would be able to just slot in and just bench Mane and Trent uh, this game week. But um, yeah, injuries a little bit have caught up on me. So I'll be keeping an eye on the injury wire at Ben Dinnery's timeline and seeing what's going on with with Connolly and um, and Mings. Um, see, see if either of them are going to play because um, that will probably dictate what I'll do. But um, captaincy on Jimenez, I reckon. Um, lads, that's all we got time for on tonight's show. We have been Mars, who you can find at Mars05. Kylie, who you can find at KylieFBL. Myself, you can find at the Marble Curse. And of course, make sure you're following the group account at 3AmigosFPL. Thanks as always for listening and your continued support. Best of luck in Game Week 18. Adios, amigos. Brave amigos are we, brother to brother and everyone, a brave amigo.